First things first. First things first is the DU General Money P. I'ma put you up on the schedule. Six to nine, eight weekdays, not two and seven years ago. We got a lot to talk about, so much to pedal through. Unapologetically progressive. Tune to KPLA 1580 to get the mess. We're your ancestors' favorite radio station. First black on talk radio, left side of the nation. Me and Dominique the Prima go way back. Smiley making sure the station stays black. Discussing all the issues in our community. We're hosting black and brown and others find unity. So let's talk about it. Maybe we can improve it. Digital underground, always down with the moon. Come on. So we tune in. The first things first with the queen of black talk radio. Dominique to Prima. Go, sis. KBLA Talk 1580. Good morning and God bless. I'm Dominique DePrima. This show is called First Things First and my first thing every single day, giving thanks, giving praises, asking for blessings from God, asking for the blessings of the ancestors and the elders, and let's go. We got a lot to talk about. I think you know what we do. The first hour, we typically look local. What's happening on the West Coast? On this side, hour two, we go national, international, and beyond. And in the third hour, we do a deep dive with a person uh, or person of interest or a hot topic today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, finding your purpose, uh, getting it together, and uh, in, 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 you know, finding funding and founding your purpose is our topic today. That should be quite a conversation. But I am excited. Uh, my partner in politics, as we call them. My uh, guest this morning serves as the executive director and chief of staff of the Los Angeles Sentinel. That's the biggest African-American owned and operated newspaper west of the Mississippi um, that also encompasses the LA Watch Times and WBOK Radio New Orleans, um, which was the only talk station in the South dedicated totally to Two issues affecting the African-American community sound familiar? Hmm. Um, I'm talking about Danny Bakewell Jr. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm blessed. How are you? I'm well. I'm excited to be here. You know, I'm an early bird, so it, it works for me. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not, but, you know, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Oh, that's hard to believe. You're not an early person. After all these years, right? Front right. Page. Yeah, well, you know, it's amazing what we do when we got to do it. Um, but you're also um, uh, a board member of the Black uh, Alumni Association at USC, a life member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity, and um, involved with the... Uh, Association of Newspapers. You got a lot of hats. Yeah, I got a lot of hats. I do a lot of different things, and you know, um, in my spare time, uh, I also <laughs> kind of run the family's real estate development business. So I do a lot of different things, which is actually, you know, a, a long-standing and, and pretty wide-ranging business for your family. That yeah, is, uh, you know, the real estate business for our family. You know, really, it's kind of the 
the the base. I mean, other than social activism, you know, my dad started as a civil rights leader in this community, and uh, you know, we've just continued on. And I I appreciate and respect the responsibility that I have to kind of lead our family and our business and our community uh, into the next generation. So I take that very seriously. Uh, you do. And it's it's interesting because in a lot of, it seems like in a lot of families, especially black families, it could go either way. You either go all in into the family business, you know, and 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 embrace that, or they run the other way, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, the good thing is I probably, if you talk to my daddy, probably tell you at some point in my life I ran the other way, right? But, uh, <laughs> you know, but you know, God bless that I you know found my way and and I'm here, and I I really do take it seriously because. You know, we talk about generational wealth in our community, and um, I tell people all the time, my biggest driving force for me is that I don't want to be one of those children, heirs, whatever you want to call them, that kind of squandered the uh, things that your family built. My dad spent a lot of time. My grandfather was a contractor as well and an entrepreneur. He had a grocery store and a pool hall and a sandwich shop and a check cashing business and all of these different things. Um, My dad followed in his footsteps. Um, I've been blessed to be able to follow in my dad's. Um, But I I take that responsibility. I don't want anybody, I tell people, I don't want anybody to ever come and say, you know, he had all of these opportunities and he squandered them. I want to build for the next generation, um, both for my family and for our community. So really, you're the third generation of uh, entrepreneurial Bakewells. Definitely, definitely. You know, my my great grandfather, you know, started off. He was a janitor in the the high school or a school in New Orleans, and but you know, he went to work every day in a suit, and that's how he you know carried himself, and that was his responsibility. That's where my dad got his style of the double breasted suit and, <laughs> and, and all of that. So as the great granddad that manifested this business persona. Yeah. And, you know, we take it seriously. Yeah. We take we, we understand it's a blessing. But, you know, the other part of it is that for, for our family, you know, what we do, I tell people all the time, the thing that we are most into is we are in the business of being black and that we do the things that we do to help our community, to uplift our community. And, um, and that goes a lot of different ways that from the real estate business, most of our real estate developments are in the black community in Compton in South Los Angeles in uh, Northwest Pasadena in Seaside, California. So that's it. You know, we obviously have the Sentinel right here on Crenshaw and we, we take a responsibility that. And then, you know, our whole media business, New Orleans, um, you know, when we had WBOK was, you know, strictly about uplifting the black community and doing what you do, which is, um, talking back and talking black. So. <laughs> yeah, it are we uh, um Danny Bakewell Jr. are are you and I are we nepo babies? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean my dad being a writer and author, you know, a social activist. Sometimes they're big shoes. I mean, I, that's how when I was younger I felt that way. As I've gotten older, I've I feel less uh, I I feel I still respect him obviously but i have less of a shadow because i feel like you find your own space you do and you have to find your own space you have to be able to do it your way i mean one of the things that i've matured and grown is that i learned that i'm not going to do things the way my dad did them in in a lot of different ways and there was probably a time in my life when i felt if i wasn't doing it the way he wanted me to do it or the way he would have done it i was doing it wrong yeah. And somewhere along the way, I realized, like, you know, 
you're kind of smart. You think you can do it. Let's let's try it your way. So now I'm always walking. <laughs> now I'm always walking around saying, "I told you guys that it wasn't gonna work that way. You should have did it my way to start with." So. Yeah, I I know the feel. For me, it was like uh, anything I do is gonna be judged through the lens of my dad's greatness. So I should do nothing. You know, and or the, nothing in the public space. But you know, you also talk about this. Uh, being a Nepo baby kind of thing. You know, part of the thing that you have to deal with is um, I really try to never walk in a space of entitlement. I try mm, to walk okay. I try to walk into a space of of earnest and earned it. So, you know, I'm I'm blessed to be able to um, garner a lot of respect in this community and a lot of appreciation. But I also want to be said that he earned it. He did the work. And yeah. so I tell our staff, I tell, you know, different people, I'm like, look, I'm going I'm to get up early. You're not going to be able to outwork me. I'm going to be here. I'm going to get it done. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, mm-hmm. yesterday I was, you know, I was out sweeping the front of the Sentinel because we had stuff going on. So, you know, but my staff sees that and they appreciate that and they respect that. And, you know, this comes from my grandfather. I worked in my grandfather. My grandfather had a liquor store. Um, well, he called it a mini market or a market um, on Central Engage. And at seven, eight years old, my job was to clean up the parking lot and clean up the back of the building. And and I did that. And my grandfather told me, you know, never be afraid to get your hands dirty. You can always go wash your hands. And that is <laughs> always – and that literally, that mantra, while at the time seemed like it was crazy, Um has walked with me for a long time. So, you know, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. I'm not afraid to get it done. Um, I don't, you know, I don't operate from the sense of entitlement. I operate from a sense of appreciation or, uh, from hard work and, uh, and a get to it that uh, I work towards. So. Yes, uh, we see Mr. Bakewell got here <laughs> two hours before the start time. I love it. Uh, that's, you know, that's the toughest kind of boss to work for because they're always going to be there waiting for you when you arrive. Yeah, I, I generally get to the Sentinel somewhere between 6 and 6.30 every morning. Wow. Yeah, and uh, that's it. And, you know, look, this is Taste of Soul Week. so That it is. You know, uh, you know people don't understand that, you know, like, for me, it starts really today. So we have, um, we have. I'm doing this interview today. Uh, this evening, we have our VIP reception that um, we're hosting for all our sponsors and, and uh, corporate partners. Tomorrow morning, we have media day in front of the Sentinel, where all the TV stations and everybody is going to come out. Um, and then Friday night is set up, and you got. We're going to do something really exciting this year. We've actually got a camera that's going to film the entire operation. Wow! Um, so you can see Crenshaw is converted from just a busy street to, uh, you know, the festival in taste to taste the soul, and then the teardown that goes on. And so, um, the other part of that is at the end of Taste the Soul, we have a responsibility. When we pull that permit and we close that street at at 7, 8 p.m. tomorrow. Um, it's ours until we give it back to the city probably at four eight, 3 to 4 a.m. Uh, Sunday morning. And I'll be there. I'm the last guy to say, okay, city of L.A., you can have your street back. And uh, so I'm about to do 72 hours nonstop. But, you know. Well, thanks for coming here and giving us the scoop scoop first. <laughs> um, I think it's, you know, awesome. 
especially since your media day, as you mentioned, is tomorrow. I know there's a lot of new things going on this year at Taste of Soul. The festival continues to grow, uh, surviving the pandemic and reinventing and expanding. We'll hear about all that. What is in store? You'll get the scoop right here on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Ancestor's favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. Oh, the scoop on uh, the biggest, biggest party we have around here in L.A. Now, for those of you listening from other markets, other cities and states, Taste of Soul is a gigantic festival. Um, that shuts down Crenshaw Boulevard, our, our biggest strip in the black community. And it is literally hundreds of thousands of people that come out. Danny Bakewell Jr. Um, is okay over the Sentinel, which presents this festival along with their sponsors. This started as a cute little thing. You know, well, it seemed like to me, I, I, you know, I live in the area, cute little thing. We'll have a few food vendors out. We'll get to taste, literally taste the soul. When you started it, did you think it was going to turn into this ginormous thing? You know, Taste of Soul really grew to something that we never could have imagined. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it probably from the start was probably one of the biggest festivals that L.A. had seen. I think our first year we had about 35,000 people is what, you know, LAPD and the fire department told us our attendance was. And, you know, that's what we did. But, you know, we talk about, you know, black community and black people. Well, we believed that we deserved and could have a great festival just as other communities do. And, you know, unfortunately, there's always the naysayers. Oh, if you have this festival, it's going to be this and it's going to be X, Y, and Z. And honestly, you know, to credit my dad, you know, he told the elected officials when he first came and had the conversation, he said, I'll tell you what, he said, if, if it works, I'll take all, you can have all the credit. And if it fails, you can blame me. So that really was the <laughs> that really was the concept. But people came out. It's been positive. This is our 18th year. We've never really had any kind of incident or problem. It's through great partners. It's through great collaboration in our community. But our community takes great pride in Taste of Soul. It's our festival. It's our community, kind of in front. We you know we call our vendors and our booths. We call our restaurant tour chefs. And we say we give the best, our chefs get the opportunity to display their wares and their food. And people come out and people have come out and now families have, like you said, family reunions. People have barbecues on their lawn and then they walk over to Taste of Soul. Great music. You know, look, this is a black community. So, you know, great food, great music. You know, that, that all adds up for a good time for us. Yeah, and it's always, I mean, there's always surprises and hidden gems as far as the the artist, whether it be uh, that small artist that is about to blow up or whether it be a classic, uh, amazing artist that is part of the community and, and therefore wants to be part of Taste of Soul. Well, I'm really excited about, you know, particularly on the Bakewell stage this year. Let's, let's start there and we'll work our way down uh, Crenshaw Boulevard. So at Stocker and Crenshaw, we have the uh, Bakewell Media Stage. And um, this year, we've got, uh, as our headliner, some true homegrown talent. For those of you uh, old school like myself, is 
we got the Whispers who are going to be the big performer. And if you don't know the story of the Whispers, but the Whispers grew up in Watts. I think they went to Jordan High School. This is local. So I did an interview a few years ago, and they're like, man, we want to perform at Taste of Soul. But unfortunately, up until now, they were always on the road at this time. So this year we went and got them booked way early uh, to come. So they're going to come, and we're going to, you know, we're going to rock steady and we're going to have a good time. <laughs> and uh, So we got, we also have what we call Star Quest, which is kind of our version of Talent Search. So we have people submit, you know, audio and videos and submit them through YouTube and, and all of that. And then we had a, our staff had a judging and we argued and we figured out who were the winners. So, you know, we're going to have local homegrown talent right on our Star, on our Bakewell Media stage, our Star Quest winner. Um, and then when we work our way down, we also have a gospel stage because we always want to give, uh, pay privilege and homage to God. Um, so we have a gospel stage, the Brenda Marsh Mitchell gospel stage. Uh, for those of you who do and don't know Brenda, Brenda was my dad's longtime executive assistant um, who was really just a very religious, spiritual woman. Everything she did was led by, you know, her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, so it was appropriate. And she was the one who way back said, we got to have a gospel stage. And, you know, we said, okay, well, you know, and she put it together. So in her honor, um, she passed away about seven, eight years ago. Yes, I remember. Um, you know, we, we named it the Brenda Marsh Mitchell gospel stage. And we've got just some fabulous gospel artists that are coming. Um, all the churches, all the gospel choirs throughout all the big churches, West Angeles and, uh, Bishop Kenny Omer's. Well, I guess it's not Bishop Omer's or since he's retired, but uh, <laughs> but we we've got all the churches coming, and we get a little gospel competition going, and, and all of that, and and we're gonna praise God and, and thank Him for this day in our community. And then, now, where is that stage? That stage is at King and Crenshaw. Oh, that's okay, right at the right, main intersection. Right, right, there. right at the main. So right in the middle, and uh, <laughs> you know we we basically cover two miles along Crenshaw Boulevard, and then the last one. Um, our longtime partners uh, at another radio station at KJL8, and they're going to do their thing. And uh, quite honestly, I don't really know all the artists. I know majors on their stage, and I don't know all the artists that are going to be on the KJLA stage, but that's at Obama in Crenshaw. And so that's it. We have Kids World, which um, so you come out and we've got, you know, stuff for the kids to do. So this is really a family celebration. I saw that. um, Yeah, I saw they had some great people um, Mm -hmm. at Stevie's stage this year as well. And looking forward to that. Um, And then you also have a beer garden. Yeah. So we have the Mothers in Action Beer Garden. And this year, um, our chair, our celebrity chair this year is the great Tiffany Haddish. And for those of you. Uh, everybody knows Tiffany, but Tiffany lives right here in the community, and she often just shows up at Taste of Soul. You look up, and there she is, mm-hmm. strolling, strolling up and down Crenshaw, you know, eating a piece of fried chicken, having a good time. Um, but she's our celebrity chair, and one of the things she wanted to do was bring out some of her friends, and uh, it's a way for her. Um, it costs to get in a beer garden, you know, there's a, there's a cover charge, but it's not a big, it's really, I shouldn't say it's a cover charge. There's a, there's a two-drink minimum. So you got to buy two tickets when you come through the door. and uh, But you're going to get some great comedy. You got, you know, some great performing artists. So you're going to get it. So we have the um, comedy stage. So we have a little comedy club. Working inside of inside the, the, the beer, beer garden. garden. And inside. that's also, that's a, a benefit to mm-hmm. Mothers in Action. Right. So it's so not, mother, not the, just pay. It's pay it for a good cause. Right. So you, you pay the, you, you, you get the two drink minimum. And uh, this year, Mothers in Action. And then we also... Um, 
Tiffany has her own foundation called She Ready Foundation, and so some of the some of the dollars go towards She Ready Foundation as well. So, um, so again, we're going to do some good in the community at the same time, have a good time. So that that's exciting, and that's really what Taste is all about: is do good, do good in our community. You know, we. You know, from Taste of Soul, we're able to give a lot of scholarships to uh, young African-American students throughout the city of Los Angeles. Um, and it's not always, the, when we choose the people who get these scholarships, it's not always about these, you know, exemplary GPAs. Um, we don't always just, well, high, high GPA. We look at your your thing. We look at, if you were failing and you failed all your classes as a freshman, but you're a senior now and you're getting ready to go to, you know, Southwest College or Compton Community College or somewhere else, you still need a scholarship to be able to buy right, your books. Right. And, you know, <laughs> the fact that you uplifted from failing all your classes to a C average, that's worthy of being being awarded as well and recognized. So it's not always just about um you know, high GPA. It's about your journey to excellence. Yeah. I'm smiling because I, you know, so many people that I know that are huge successes now struggled in school, mm-hmm. and so it was that bounce back. It's great that you guys recognize that bounce back well, because I'm, I'm that's definitely important. one of those ones who struggled, <laughs> struggled in school. You know, I don't, I don't know that I failed all my classes, but I, I certainly wasn't an exemplary student. Yeah, so. some of the most successful people I know do not have the greatest high school transcripts. Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> You know, I, I lived. I went to Vermonday High School and watched it. For those of you who you know know Vermonday, particularly when it was all African American, all male school in Watts, and I was in a, my senior class was a hundred students, and I was literally number fifty or fifty one. So I was dead smack <laughs> <laughs> middle middle of the of the uh, middle of the ground. So yeah, I think that we would we by we right now, I mean black people would benefit from. Um, recognizing bounce back or recognizing progress and not only spotlighting those perfect, the ones that have managed to come up perfect, even though we, we have these sayings, you got to be twice as good to get half the credit and all that kind of stuff. How about the ones that are, you know, making strides? I love that. Yeah. And you know, I mean, we, you know, look, as, as black people, we have to be twice as good in order to succeed. But twice as good is a lot of different things. I mean, you have <laughs> you, look, if you overcome your challenges, you know, you got you had to work twice as hard to overcome those challenges because you had more roadblocks in your way than most other people had in their way. You know, you you had family struggles. You probably had financial struggles. But you also, you know, look. Racism is real in America, particularly today. So you have to overcome that, too. You have to have overcome preconceived notions. You made a decision. It's easy for people to assume you're you're a young African-American male. You're not that smart. You this, that, whatever you want to call it. So for you to, you know, have the fortuitous to brush it off, shake it off and, and grind whatever you success you have. That needs to be awarded and applauded, and that's what we try to do because, you know, it, it, it's tough out here. It is, and bounce back is one of the most important things that a person can have in life. There you go. Look, you're going to fall down. It's about getting back up. That That's always the challenge, and, and you know, I mean, but, but we continue to do it. We continue to encourage it. We continue to, to strive for it, and, uh, you know, that that's how we succeed. And, of course, the Sentinel is the hub for all of this stuff, even though, as you pointed out, your family business is Mm multi-pronged. Just got about a minute before news, traffic, and sports, so we'll continue on the other side. But running a 
a newspaper is more than a notion. Newspapers are dying across the country, even big ones. Yeah. Um, this not probably not a huge profit center. It, and it's, it's not, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So why? Um, <laughs> because it's important to do it. Because it's important to be able to have our story. We say, you know, the Sentinel is our community speaking for itself. So we've got to be able to get our message. We've got to be able to tell our story. Um, because if we don't tell our story, who else is going to tell it? We see things in our community so differently than mainstream media. And we have to tell that story from our perspective, as you do every day. Yeah, but it, it is it is different. And, you, you know, time after time after time we see that. So I'm glad you guys keep it going. Um, you're listening to... Danny Bakewell Jr. in the studio with the scoop on Taste of Soul coming up this weekend on Saturday. A lot more straight ahead on KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More first things first with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. Today you're also waking up with Danny Bakewell Jr. He is a a journalist, a publisher, and uh, and this week, a festival organizer, um, Taste of Soul, a gigantic free uh, outdoor festival here in Los Angeles, right on Crenshaw. Do you guys, I mean, how do? You, of course, you have to have sponsors, you have to have people that back this up for it to be free. But have you ever considered, you know what, we'll gate this thing, we'll charge people, or is par- free part of the vision of Taste of Soul? Free is part of the vision for Taste of Soul. And so um, at this point, you know, 18 years into it, it is, it is and will continue to be um, a free festival. And that wouldn't be done if it wasn't for our corporate partners, people like, you know, Metro, who um, if you're coming to Taste of Soul and you, you can, you should take Metro because it's right here, drops off in, right in the heart of our community. Um, so they deserve to be supported. But, you know, um, Chase Bank is another, you know, big sponsor. Chevy is a big sponsor. Um, those corporate partners really put their money where their mouth is to make sure that this festival remains free, that it remains also a high quality event. You know, we were talking when we were off air about our community and why is it so, why is this festival so successful? And part of it is because it's a quality event. It's a, we raise our standard every year to make it better. We don't compete against other festivals. We compete against ourselves because we think that we already are the best festival in the state of California, if not the country. But we try to raise the bar in terms of entertainment, in terms of quality of the vendors, and in, in terms of the total overall experience that you get at Taste of Soul. And uh, we continue to drive that. But that would not be possible if it wasn't for the great partners uh, and sponsors that we have who really step up and make sure that this community uh, gets the best that it deserves. I always think that's important to note, too, because there are our folks that will not put their dollars in our community or in our black uh, media outlets. Mm-hmm. And so when folks do it and they do it in a big way, I think it's you know definitely worth recognizing. Well, look, I, I'm, I'm sure that here at the radio station, you guys deal with the same thing we deal with at the Sentinel, which is they always want to, you know, kind of just give us the crumbs and, you know, yeah. oh, well, we, you know, we, we want, we'd like to get more, uh, more advertising, be on your website, be on your social media. We want this, we want that. But all we have is, you know, $5,000. 
And, right. you know, well, wait a minute. We're not we're not going to accept that. We're not going to accept five thousand um, dollars to dumb us down. Our, our costs are our costs. And this is what our package is. And, you know, we'll work with you. But it's a partnership. It's a give and take. And um, and that's just really the standard we talk about in, in our community. Unfortunately, we receive um, or people often try to give us substandard material we you know not we we need and deserve quality housing we need and deserve quality vendors and businesses and restaurants and all of the things that come with it and we continue to uphold our standard first and foremost you know because if we don't expect great things and great services you know how can we expect other people to to expect that of us so we continue to do that and taking metro if you can isn't a bad idea because Parking, um, you know, the people are there, so you're gonna. You're yeah, par- gonna parking is always a challenge. Parking yeah. is always a great challenge. You know, the the uh, Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall is a great partner, so they they work with us particularly. I mean, first off, you got to think we have over 400 vendors. We have 400 businesses wow. along Crenshaw, so those people pull in in the middle of the night and they drop off all their products, but they got to park. Mm-hmm. So you know, in our partnership with Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall. They make those provisions. Most of the people that come to Taste of Soul, if they don't take Uber or Lyft or Metro, um, they park in, in the neighborhood. And I'm going to tell you a funny story. Um, a year ago, last year, matter of fact, um, somebody in city government decided that they were going to close, uh, no, make no parking in the neighborhood throughout Lamert Park as a way to help Taste of Soul. And... All of a sudden, people started showing up. Black folks started showing up going, you know, what is this no parking thing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you guys have no parking on my street. You got to let people park on my street. My family comes and they park here and we do this and we do that. And we all walk to Taste of So. They were like, this is our festival. And I was like, ma'am, I didn't, you know, I mm. didn't I didn't do this. I didn't ask for this. I was like, so we called the city and said, oh, you know. Somebody thought it would be good because, you know, we got we got one phone call. Somebody complained about parking on the street. And, you know, you know, that's these new people moving in the neighborhood. They don't understand this is our festival. So we park in our neighborhoods and we walk to taste it. So, so they were really, you know, kind of adamant, like, look. I mean, I look, I do it. You know, (laughs) we park in the neighborhood. I have friends calling me. Can I park in your driveway? We go in and taste the soul. Yeah, you can. Uh, And and so I get it. And people would be mad if they couldn't accommodate their family and friends. And look, you know, but but that's the beauty of black people. You know, we are resilient. We find ways to make it work. And that that has been our nature, our entire my entire life and certainly just as a community that's what we do so we find a way to make it work and and that's the beauty of you know the black experience as they say i keep uh i keep saying i'm gonna get some rollerblades for taste of soul <laughs> like every year at taste of soul I'm like ah, i should have got some rollerblades that would be perfect you know be up and down the street oh yeah but uh, the problem is look you got you got two three hundred thousand people all in the middle of the street so it's hard to get enough momentum to keep rolling that, yeah that's, that's true you have to roll on a parallel street and then cut over yeah, i mean to get there works you know you yeah. could, could roll the blade there but then you got to take the rollerblades off once you enter exactly. on the Crenshaw. So, exactly. you know, like we don't, you know, we, we have a whole list of things you can and cannot do. And one of them is you can't be on scooter 
on Crenshaw. On right, the day of that makes sense. You, you, you know, safety issue. You know, and, and also it's packed. Like yeah. you're not really going to be able to move on that scooter. Right. You know, and look, I think part of it is also we. You know, the beauty of Taste is so it's a very positive experience. We're respectful. We're appreciative of each other because, you know, you got little kids walking around enjoying stuff. And you got grandma and grandpa also walking around enjoying the day. And that's the, yeah. that is the beauty of it. You know, it is it is it is a family reunion. It's a chance to see a lot of people. I see so many people that I haven't seen in years, either, you know, people I grew up with in Pasadena or people I went to high school with. Or whatever, you know, even when I lived in Rancho Cucamonga, I see people that I, you know, that I've lived out there with. So it really is just a great time. Um, and so it's a positive day. I encourage everybody to come on out to Crenshaw on Saturday. Okay, what are the hours? At least a couple of people have asked Ten, me. 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. is the time. It kicks off. Um, we always have a, we start off with a big parade. So we got the Dorsey Band and we got, you know, a number of high school. When did the parade, was the parade always there? Parade's always been Okay, there. so parade. I was just late. Yeah, and parade, I <laughs> yeah parade always kicks up. That, so, you know, look, everything works in coordination. So one of the things that we tell people, when the band walk comes past you, you can now open your booth. So that's really the signal for everybody along Crenshaw. When the band comes by your, when the parade comes by, that is the start. That's when, that's the signal for Joe's chicken, uh, you can start selling chicken. You've been frying for the last two hours, but now you can start selling. Right, <laughs> so, right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. That's the, that's the signal. That's the hat thrown in the air. For there, you, a... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you know, you got you got you got a, a two mile stretch, so you got to right. be everybody got to be able to see the hat go up. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the parade goes by. That's the officially that booth just opened. Yep. That, that's your signal. Can you do you think you could ask the uh, lobster truck to bring a little extra this year? Because they, they they ran out. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, look that the so one of the things that never gets focused on in taste in talking about taste of soul is the economic impact, and yeah, economic it's empowerment that it provides for these local businesses. I mean, first off. It's the only one in their community. So for the most part, they get to drive from their neighborhood to a festival. So they're making a five-mile drive or less. And But people spend a lot of dollars. I mean, look, uh, you know, I don't want – I'm not going dis- to disclose what I know about, you know, how much money certain vendors make. But, you know, one of them, Pucker Up, which is a, a, a community based in Compton. It's a lemonade stand. She's one of my favorite businesses. She's been with us the entire 18 years. But – she told me last year she sold 585 gallons of lemonade. Wow. So just. I can't even get my mind around 585 gallons of lemonade. Right. So that's a lot of lemonade over the course of the day. So, you know, what the economics of that is is a whole nother thing. But the point is that it really, it's a, it's a, it's a business festival. It's an opportunity to be exposed to new businesses, new restaurants. I keep, people tell me about. You know, I got I got catering jobs from Taste of Soul. I got, you know, now I do this festival and that festival and all of these different things. So there is a huge economic impact that Taste of Soul I, I know you don't want to say what individual vendors are making, but do you have a sense of what the footprint, the economic footprint is for that um, Crenshaw community? Oh, yeah. Well, I would probably, I mean, I'm, look, I, I'm totally guessing, but I would say over the course of, for Taste of Soul, it's probably a $10 million day in terms of the economic impact that it has. Um, 
I will tell you from um, all of all of my friends who have businesses from um, Tyree Lacey, who owns the the district on Crenshaw, um, my friend Karim Webb, who uh, previously had the Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, I remember he told me right after I, the first time he had opened up, and he's like, "We had no idea. It's our by far our busiest and biggest day, because you know." Look, the wiener, the wiener schnitzel sells out. So, yeah, you know, although it's not der, I, I age myself. My children ask me one day, they're like, Dad, why do you call it der wiener schnitzel? I'm like, because I'm old. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was when I was growing up. They dropped the der somewhere along the way. So now it's really, they only know it as wiener, wiener schnitzel. schnitzel right. yeah, I was like, Dad, why do you call it der wiener schnitzel? Because I'm, like, I'm old and that's what that's it used to be That's hilarious. I forgot about the der. <laughs> uh, Danny Bakewell Jr., is my guest today and we're talking taste of soul we're talking crenshaw community and we are talking the black press the conversation continues when we come forward exclusively on kbla talk 1580 the station you turn to when you had it up to here with cultural incompetence kbla talk 1580 it's- this is kbla talk 1580 where hate me to scholarly match and today at Scholarly Match is Danny Bakewell Jr., Executive Director and Chief of Staff for the L.A. Sentinel. I don't know what your real estate title is, but certainly um, the L.A. Sentinel brings us a taste of soul, the largest free festival uh, in Southern California, right? Yeah, by far. And probably the, the largest free festival in the state of California, maybe even the country. I mean... Um, there's other, there's other, you know, there's Taste of Chicago, but you know, a lot of those costs. You have to buy a ticket, you have to get involved, you know, you have to. There's an entry fee, so you know, Taste of Soul is a free festival. It's an opportunity for you to really uh, come out and, and enjoy the best that Black LA has to offer, and that's what that's what we try to do. It's funny because I same thing. I feel like I'm having a huge meeting. I see all these people I haven't seen in forever, but I also notice that people from other communities come out because. They want to see what Black LA has to offer. Oh yeah, no, we we get people to come out. We get people who fly in. I mean, what? We, we get people. Yeah, people say, "Oh my, my cousin's flying in from you know Mississippi and this and that." And like, I have a friend, and her cousin came two years ago. Just happened, you know, one of those things happened to be in LA. Now she flies from Texas every year. You know, that's it's a planned trip. So you get people who come, and, and they come every single year. <laughs> it's you know? it's uh. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Last year I got there on time and saw the parade. I, that was the first. I was like, when did they add a parade? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, Dominique. You have to get up early and go if you want to see the parade. 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, you know, everything has timing. So at 6 p.m., the vendors are told to stop cooking. So they got to stop cooking at 6 p.m. So that they so they, they load up and you get it so that we can get off a of Crenshaw because – it's really a coordinated effort. People don't know all of these, you know, the dynamics and the, the logistics of Taste of Soul, but we, like, we really want, all of a sudden at about 6.45, I, I, I run the command center all day. So I'm, I'm kind of the go-to person and the person who can make certain decisions. And we really coordinate shutting down the Bakewell Media stage and the Stevie Wonder stage and all these at the same time because if you – let one close and the other one stays, it's almost like a teeter-totter. Yeah. The whole street's going to lean 
and everybody's going to flow one way. And that creates a logistical nightmare when it's time to exit. And that's when. So there's a whole lot of science involved to putting on a festival like this that people really just don't understand. I mean, it's a huge project. You were talking about the 72 hours leading up to Taste of Soul, which, of course, is Saturday, in case you missed that. But really, uh, you guys work on this for months. Yeah, well, we, it's look, a we, huge project. We never stop working on taste. Really, we, right? We we work on it. You know, three hundred and sixty-five. <laughs> We're we've already actually started talking about Taste of Soul twenty twenty-four. Wow. Um, but and and I let me back up. I have a fabulous team, um, led by my aunt Pam Bakewell, my sister Brandy Bakewell, but also Nicole Williams and Amira L. Swifty, and really our entire team really do a fantastic job. Neil Anderson, who coordinates all of our media, who you guys all know, um, they really put in a lot of work, a lot of time and yep. effort goes into planning it and putting it together. And uh, so I want to acknowledge them. They they do a lot of work for Taste Soap. But it's, it's, it's a heavy lift. It's a heavy, heavy lift that people really don't understand. So I'm smiling because I just think about, you know, it, if the Frankenstein mo- monster was a good thing, it's like, what have we created, <laughs> right? But it's this giant thing. I'm going to tell you, this, this, <laughs> is, this is one of my favorite stories about perspective of things. So one day, I'm, I'm at Harold and Bell's the week after, one of the early Taste of Souls, right? And so this guy tells me, oh, you know, Danny, you ought to buy everybody drinks in the in the in the restaurant and i said well why what what he said oh because you had you know fifty thousand people at taste so this was in the first couple of years yeah fifty thousand people on crenshaw boulevard last saturday i said was it free i know i said did you buy a ticket i said because as far as i know it was free so how you figure I should be buying <laughs> everybody in here and y'all should be buying me a drink <laughs> you know oh well I never thought about it like that. I was like, obviously you didn't. <laughs> right, right, right. Which is why it's not going to morph into a two-day or week-long festival. No, it, you know, it's a huge project it, already. It, it's a huge project, and, and I wouldn't want to do that to myself nor to our, <laughs> nor to our team to make it a two-day. We've talked about it, and one day you may look up and you may have Taste of Soul on Saturday, and then you may have a paid concert uh, the next day. Right, we may, right, we right. may We may take over the Coliseum or mm-hmm. somewhere and yeah. have a like you Taste know, of Soul All-Stars or Something yeah, like for that, my yeah. for my old school friends, you know, we might have a super fest of some sort, right? You know, right, and, right. You know, and and that there's there's all kinds of things that could morph out of it, um, but taste the soul that that day that one day experience is going to remain that, and I, I expect it's going to last a long time, long past me and and you. Somebody else will be sitting in this chair. Talking about the the greatness of Taste of Soul. Maybe Devin Bakewell. <laughs> You're yeah. listening to KBLA yeah. Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. loud. KBLA Talk 1580. Weird. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe. You're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive, and we don't black down. Danny Bakewell Jr. is here in the studio with me as executive director and chief of staff at the L.A. Sentinel, which is the largest African-American owned and operated newspaper west of the Mississippi. And you guys just turned 90. 90. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. 90 years old. I, I think we're I actually. Not you, the paper. Right. Not me. Not <laughs> but, but I actually asked um, the city of Los Angeles if they would look and see, are we the oldest black business uh, in Los Angeles? So they're going to let wow. me know. Wow. But. but I can't think of one that has uh, been around for for more than 90 years. So we, we, we'll find out and I'll let you know. Um, you know, 
we were you were looking in the chat and you were asking me. So first off, those of you want to know what time are the whispers performing or what time anybody's performing, you my mind is so cluttered I can't tell you. But go to tasteofsoulla.com and uh, the lineups will be there and the run of show will be there and you can kind of pick and choose uh, what you want to come to and you might want to go from one end of Crenshaw to the other to see different uh, people performing. So all of that's there uh, at on there. Also, if you grab a Sentinel. Our event guide is in there, so if you're old school and just want to have it and walk around with a program in your hand, right, right, uh, you can go to our. You, we also got an app, so we got the old school. And I didn't new know you school. had an app. Oh yeah, okay. we have. There's a taste. Right. There's a taste of soul app, and and you can get all that good information. So all of that's there. Um, if you want to, you know, people ask me all the time. People stop me and ask me, "Hey, how can I get on stage? I got somebody I want to perform." Um, Best we we actually use a production company who puts our show together. But you know, send us your information. Have your your manager, your agent, reach out. We'll we'll put you in the right direction. Send it to the LA Sentinel. You can yeah, you can send it to the LA Sentinel, and then we'll 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 forward it to whoever's putting together the show. I don't have anything to do with the other stages. Don't it, start auditioning yeah, for Danny yeah, Baker. Please do not start auditioning. <laughs> don't stop me on stream. Start singing. <laughs> and, you know. Because I might embarrass you and go, sexual chocolate, you know, put it together for sex chocolate. So anyway, uh, you know, but uh, let's, you know, but yeah, there's always opportunity. And we, you know, look, we we believe in a homegrown show. We support L.A. We want to, you know, we want as many uh, local artists as possible. Also, local artists cost less. We ain't got to fly in. Yeah. I know the young man Alamon is performing. Yeah. And yeah. it's quite a talented young man from L.A. TasteofSoulLA.com. Last minute here, Danny Bakewell Jr. Thank you so much for coming in. What do you want to leave us with today? What do you want people to know? I, first and foremost, I want people to come to Taste of Soul. I want you to come and enjoy the L.A. black experience. We think it is absolutely the best experience and the best that uh, black L.A. has to offer. So we encourage you to come out, enjoy the day. Uh, it's a day of love, family fun. Um, and a lot of peace and, and joy. So come and enjoy that. Um, but also, I want to encourage everybody to continue to support uh, black media. Um, yes. Not, not just the black press, but black media in general. So, you know, KBLA, uh, The Sentinel, um, even the other black papers. And, you know, but we want to do that because, you know, it's important. And we need to send we need to send that message to corporate America and all of those that we care about it and we're looking. We, we are taking note of who is supporting us and who is not supporting us. And we support those who support us. That That's our mantra uh, at the Sentinel and here in our community. So. Thank you. And I want to personally thank you for um, your, you know, support of the tribute that I did for my mom, the late Diane DePrima. It meant, meant the world to me. Oh, my, my pleasure. And, and, you know, we've been trying to do this since you first came on air. And I promise you this is not the last time. Yeah, right. I, I, I will be back a lot sooner. <laughs> right, you're right across yeah. the street. You thank go. you so much, Danny Bakewell thank, Jr. Thank you. News, traffic, and sports, then it's the perfect time to call me on KBLA Talk 1580.